As we go to the scripture lesson this morning, these are very familiar words about the body of Christ. That everyone, everyone, no matter who you are, plays a role. And as you hear, whether it's your eyes or your hands or your feet or your ears or whatever it is, where do you find yourself in the midst of this scripture? Please listen to the word of God through the letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot would say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make, it make the foot any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as God chose. If all were a single member, member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members and one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with the greatest honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice with it. This is the word of God. What happened as Joe received and as Jane received this? And I, I can't imagine, I mean, two more beautiful examples of servant ministry. I don't know. And yet, what's amazing about this church, Joe, and you know this, is what's amazing about this church is almost everybody here could receive a service award because it is a part of who we are. Did you hear in the message when Shannon said, when she read, when one is lifted up all are lifted up. When one is down or going through struggles, all are down and going through struggles. It's what we do with each other to take care of each other. And look at what else we're doing this morning. You see the symbols of baptism on the table this morning. And there are some amazing pieces of this that come directly out of their culture. Of You're going to get cake this morning that will be blessed as a part of the baptism service. The flowers is a part. Our, our candle, this quilt is for young Zane. There are chocolates in here for you as a part of the baptism service. It is an amazing thing. And what we do is we, we not only lift up this baby, lifting up Zane, but welcoming Zane and his family into this community. Lift it up embraced 
surrounded and filled. It's amazing how that happens. But there's more. And it's amazing. What is amazing about the ringing of a bell is that there is a perfect, proper action to make that happen. And how hard each of the bell players, each members of this beautiful ensemble practice that perfect (coughs) strike so that as the bells strike in unison or in harmony with each other, the sound is breathtaking. Breathtaking. And if you could see the music and how complex that is, Rick's words needs to ring true for us. Each bell plays a part. Each bell is a piece of the unity of the music. Each bell has a role. It's beautiful. The confirmands are going to come forward in just a little bit and lift the elements of communion. They have studied now for almost a year what it means to be members of the church. And I met with them right before worship this morning to ask each one about their readiness. And what we are going to do is they're going to lift these up and serve us. And in two weeks, we're going to lift them up and serve them. As they come together on Pentecost Sunday, many of whom will be joining the church. And in the midst of that are two baptisms. And it's going to be a beautiful event. One of the baptisms is not going to be right here. We're doing something kind of special in that one. But, but both will be baptized because that's also a part of the lifting up and being community. And notice that the words communion and community have the same roots. The coming together. The being with. The being with. That is what community is. We're centered on one thing, and you read it this morning in the call to worship. That we are centered on one very simple statement of what we are called to be as community, as a community of faith. That we are to love God with all that we are, with every part of our being, we are to love God. We love God so that we... Because God is so deserving all... See, I get the privilege every Sunday. you got to hear this. Every Sunday, I get the privilege of watching the seasons change out those windows. I'll tell you what I was hoping to do, and there was no way to do it today, was to reconfigure the sanctuary so that we could all look out the windows. Pews. But pews help us with community as well, and I, I get that. But... But it is, it's just an incredible thing to celebrate community, to look around, to be a part. We're going to come in a few minutes to our prayer time, which is also such a significant part of community. So we are to love God with all that we are. We are to love each other out of that love of God. And we are to love neighbors as we love ourselves. It is the perfect equation for a world in need. And it's a perfect equation for each of us. It is what enlivens our soul. So let me close with this thought. What if Heather decided, you know what? I don't like this song. You guys can play this song. I'm going to play whatever I want. Okay? Or what if David decided that in the bells, and he's you know back there with the bigger bells. What if David decided, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. I, you know, I, you know, these bells get heavy. I, you know, 
I know you're working out right now, and it's, it's man, it's showing. But, but, but I, I, you know, and, and I'm going to decide right in the middle of it that, that, eh, nah, I don't need to play. And so he just goes quiet and does not, doesn't contribute any longer. Or, or, or even better, what if Kent decided, you know what, I'm going to play out of tune today. <laughs> Which you would never do, I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to play out of tune today, and I don't really care. And so what I want to ask you is, in the midst of any of those things, what is our role as a community? Isn't it to help Heather get back on track to play the pieces of which she is so gifted? Isn't it to come around David and say, obviously there's something going on, and let's talk about that so that you feel as though now you can play again? Or for Kent, what if it's around us being the community and saying, man, you're out of tune, and what can we do to help you get back in tune? Isn't that what we do for each other as community? And isn't that what we do beyond these doors? Is those places in the community that may be out of tune, those who are hungry, who should never be hungry, those whose relationships are strained, shouldn't we help soften some of those? Isn't that our role? But here's the deal. For us to continue to have the energy to do this work, we go back to that first commandment. We have to be able to love God with all that we are. Or soon our souls go dry and we play out of tune or we stop playing or we decide we're going to play a different direction. Friends, Rick said it so beautifully. What makes a church a community is when all of the key elements, when all of us realize that we are all instrumentalists. We all have a gift to bring. We all have something to offer. And we help each other see those gifts so that they can come together and work in harmony with each other. None of us nor can God afford for any of us to sit by idly quiet. So I'm asking you, as you prepare for communion this morning, as we surround this beautiful family with a baptism, what is the gift that you bring? What is it that God is calling you to do? What can we celebrate for you in the midst of this place we call Aldersgate? United Methodist Church. But it begins with God first. And I invite the ensemble to bring this sermon to a close by playing a great piece of music called Great is the Lord.
thank you all.